Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night in the upper room. So glad you're with us tonight. I'm telling you, I, I want to tell you so much. God so loves us. And we are so blessed. I'm telling you, I just came from a prayer meeting a while ago, as you know, and, and earlier today. And on Wednesday, we have a prayer meeting Merle does in Danville. And I'm telling you, it is so good to know that God loves us and cares for us. And we should care for others. It's that love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that we're to give out to other people. And, you know, last week I started talking about positions to receive from God or a position to receive from God. Yeah, I mean, you know, you need to be in the right position, in the right place. Uh, people run to and fro looking for stuff, but you can't find, you got to settle in wherever God's called you to be. And our, our responsibility as Christians is to find that place, that place of blessing, that place where he can, he can pour out his blessings and his goodness on us. And if you're out of position, you just can't. And you feel, talk to people all the time. I've, I've talked to them over the years. They'll be in a place, they'll be here at church, and all of a sudden they, they just take off and they go somewhere else. And next thing you know, they're not even serving God. I mean, I, that doesn't mean they have to be here, but you have to find your place in, in, in the body of Christ, and then you have to get active in the body. And I'm, what I'm, I'll talk to you tonight is about finding your place. How many of you know we need to find that place? that place where he can bless you. If you're out of position, if you're not in the right place where he's called you to be, it, it's very difficult for him to bless you. And, uh, and then you wonder why he won't bless you and why you're not being, uh, fulfilling the things that he's called you to do. Maybe you're in the wrong place. Last week I, I was go a little, have a little uh, review here, but, and then we'll catch up with some other stuff. In Ephesians 1, chapter, three, or chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, I've heard it said, some would say, well, that's spiritual blessing. That's just spirit. It really doesn't have anything to do with the natural. Listen, you don't get the spiritual right, you won't be doing good in the natural. <laughs> he wants us to be filled with every spiritual blessing so it will influence what we do in the natural. It goes on to say spiritual blessings refer, refer to uh, divine privileges and resources available now. Not waiting when we get to heaven. How many of you know we're not going to need all these gifts and, and things that he's given us for this life? In heaven, we're going to be there. It's, that's a destination uh, place that we're going to end up where it's gonna, we're not needing all these things. Uh, that is chosen, adopted, forgiven, and in 1 Corinthians 12.1, it uses the same Greek word for spiritual in referring to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they are blessings, the blessings that are included. I mean, you know, he's called us not just to trudge through this life, but he's equipped us with all these spiritual blessings and spiritual attributes that are like him. Amen? So we can get through this life and not only be blessed, but turn that over to somebody else. We've been empowered to give away power. I hope you know that. So it's important that we know, but if you're out of position, if you're out of place, he can't use you the way he wants to. So the thing we have to do, to, as we're talking about tonight, is find the place you're supposed to be. Every one of us, 
and I include you that are watching tonight and include in the body of Christ in general, every one of us has been called and anointed for a purpose unto him. That's, that's, you say, well, I'm just going to church and, 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 and I just want to be fed and I just want to... No, we're living in an entitlement society. We don't need it in the church. <laughs> he wants us to be blessed. He wants us to be fed. But then he wants us to give away what we've got. Amen? Amen. So, but if you're out of position, you can't do that. Now over in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. How many of you know he's, he can do over and above everything we ask or think? Wow. I mean, some people have some big thoughts and we ought to have big thoughts and we ought to have big ideas and we ought to have things that are out of the box, so to speak. But he can do far greater than that. But what? It goes on to say, according to the power that works in us. Listen, if you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't if you don't know who you are and what's happened to you because of what Christ has done, the devil will try to remind you that you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you, you know, and he'll try to lay on you that you're always trying to get something from God and when God's saying, I've already given it to you, just begin to walk in it. Work, work out your salvation. Work it out with fear and trembling. Know what God has put in you in Jesus' name. Begin to say what he's given you. I've been born again by the blood of the lamb. Amen. I've been healed by his stripes. I've been empowered with the Holy Ghost and power and go about doing good. We need to know these things, my friends. And that's what he says in the blessings that he's given us. Now we talked about also about having an expectation or an expectancy. How many of you are expecting God to do great and mighty things in your life rather than say, well, I hope I get it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Things aren't going well. Begin to tell yourself how God's, what God says about you. This talk with a man earlier today. He's going through some things. He's in a hard place. Had a word for him. How I many of you know we can have a word for somebody? It doesn't have to be here in the church. It can be just most anywhere. Ended up praying for him, but had this word. You know, he was going through a hard time, and you could just tell that he wasn't rejoicing in his salvation. The psalmist says, Restore unto me the joy of my salvation that's what we need, the joy of our salvation. Know that God is for you. It isn't whether you feel him or not. It's what this word says. He said what? He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. What I've given you, I'm not going to take away. The gifts and callings are without repentance. How many of you know that? Maybe you've been called to do something and didn't do it. Go back and repent and say, God, forgive me and help me get back onto that place where you've called me and what you've called me to do, I can do because you haven't withheld it from me. Amen? But we talked about the beggar at the, the gate beautiful and Peter and John came there. He was expecting something. Now he was expecting money, obviously, because he wanted alms. But when they said, silver and gold have I not, he could have turned them off. But no, he still looked at them expectantly and they said that such as we have, we give unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Not just any Jesus, the one and only Jesus. <laughs> Rise up and walk. And he did. And he was expecting something and he received far greater than what he could ever think or, or pray for. That's exactly what Ephesians 3.20. This man got more than he even expected because God can do far greater. So whatever you're needing tonight, he can do far greater than what you're even thinking or praying or uh, hoping for. Amen? Amen. Now we talked about over in Luke 5.36, it says Jesus was talking about putting new wine into old wineskins. That many times 
our wineskins, uh, the old wineskins aren't flexible. They'll fall apart, they'll break apart, and they won't hold the wine. But uh, we have to be flexible enough to receive the new things that God has for us. Sometimes we talk about that, uh, you know, to be so traditional, to be dyed in the wool that, that says, you don't want to change. And, and it says, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the traditions of men really uh, handcuffed what Jesus can do. The word of God has become a no effect is what it says because of the traditions of man. And we have to be flexible. We have to be ready to receive all that God has for us. That's when we really hunger and thirst after him. He will begin to fill us up with his things, his good things. Amen. We, you know, most of us either been raised, if we were raised in church at all, sometimes we weren't raised in a full gospel church. We were raised in a traditional church and we didn't know enough. But when we began to get hungry, we had a small group this morning and we talked about that very thing about how we got hungry for the things of God and then learned about God would baptize us in the Holy Ghost, that he had these gifts for us, the gifts of the Spirit were operative today, not just in back in the first church time, uh, how God, uh, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. He's not waiting for us to be healed. He already did it 2,000 years ago. Now we have to line up with that, receive what he has for us. Sometimes we don't, but it isn't him that's holding, withholding it. And we talked about this morning about uh, his, his is always giving out. Just because we don't hear him, it's like uh, being on a radio or a television station, and the, the station, uh, the TV goes out, but the station's still broadcasting. God's always broadcasting. We just got to get on the right frequency so we can hear what He has to say and then take it to heart. Amen. But we need to receive from God, and sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes when we conform to the old ways or the traditional ways, we can't receive the new things that He has for us. I remember a story one time. Brother Hagen, you may have heard this too, talking about he was at a church ministering for a pastor, and the pastor was very sick, actually uh, close to death. And uh, Brother Hagen, he knew that they didn't believe quite the way, same way. And Brother Hagen began to talk to him at the at the kitchen table. Said, "Why don't you accept what God has already done, and and in His healing by the stripes that Jesus has, uh, has bore, and and His healing uh, covenant." And, and certain things like that. And the man says, well, if I do that, I might have to change everything I've ever said. And he didn't want to do that. He didn't want to get up and say, hey, I, I don't know everything and I haven't been teaching everything. Here's what God said in his word. Listen, if we're not flexible, we can get in trouble to, <laughs> to where we don't want to give up our old traditions and our old ways. Well, long story short, it goes on to say in the story about Brother Hagin, this man wasn't, wasn't a short time later, this man died. Why? He just didn't want to change. He did, he, his opinion, his ideas of what he had preached was more important to him than what the Word of God said. We can't go there, my friends. We, ha you know, we have to get to a place where he can bless us and keep us. Amen? Uh, I also, let's see where I'm at. Uh, can't be defensive of old traditions. That's what, it, that's what I was going to get to. And we prefer the old ways more than what God says. And we have to constantly be seeking him and hunger for him. Amen. That God is a God of freshness and not stale manna. He wants to, uh, us to be new and, and important things. But you know what? It really does come back to us. You know that? He, 2,000 years ago when Jesus said it is finished on the cross, 
He already paid the price for our salvation. He already paid the price for our healing. He already paid the price for our deliverance. He already paid the price for what we need in this life. And, and then he said he also paid the price that we get to go to heaven. But now who's it up to? It's up to us to receive it and put it in our life. Amen? Amen. So we have to do that. But if you don't do that, you'll be out of position to everything God wants you to do. Now, I also talked about, and well, I'm going to mention it again. And over in 2 Kings, it's the story of Elisha and Elijah. And Elijah was getting ready to go up to heaven, be uh, uh, taken off in the you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't uh, Sir uh, Richard Branson's uh, flight to, uh, to space that just happened here recently. It was he was a chariot of fire came down and got him and took him to heaven. But Elisha was in the place that God had placed him, and he wasn't going to leave. Listen, sometimes we leave because we get offended, we get hurt feelings, or we get just restless. I mean, you know, the devil wants you to be restless. And you, well, I'm not, I'm not getting what I need here. I just feel better over here because somebody's over here preaching a different word. Or this is where the, 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 the you know, where the, the glory is now. And I'm going to go over there. Listen, you can get out of position real quick. And, and Elisha would not do that. It says in verse 2, Elisha said, Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, now this is what we have that say, as the Lord lives and your soul lives, I will not leave you. Don't leave your place of blessing. Get in your place. Begin to give out. And then God will replenish you with new things and he'll begin to bless you like you've never known. Sometimes we just, like I said, we get restless. In verse four, it says the same thing. He was called to Jericho, Elijah, Elijah was, but he told uh, Elisha to stay where he was. Listen, he... <laughs> He was not going to move off of where God had placed him. And Elisha said this, As the Lord lives and your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. And then he says this again in verse 6. He was going down to Jordan, Elijah was. And he said, no. And Elisha said, nope, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. He didn't say, you have to stay here. He said, I pray that you would. He didn't tell him you have to. But Elisha said, I'm not leaving you. Wherever you go, I'm going to go. Wherever you, whatever you're called to do, I'm going to follow you and be a part of what you're doing. Sometimes we get away from the anointing. <laughs> As the old saying, you need to get near the spout where the glory comes out. You need to get where the word of God is being preached, where the, the manifestation of the power of God is there, where the gifts of the Spirit are operative. And, and not get upset, but get involved. Get in the flow. Amen? Is what they say. But it goes on to say now, uh, he asked, uh, and uh, these men were watching what was going on at a distance. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they had crossed over that Elisha, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I may do for you, and before I am caught up and, in, and taken away, and Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Now listen, he can do above, above, above all we ask or think. Isn't that true? That's what Ephesians 3.20 said. But he's saying, I want your power. I want the anointing that you've had in your life. I mean, even though we need to get around anointed people, around faith-filled people, 
not people that are negative, not, never know what God's gonna do, that kind of people. We need to be around some people that know their God. <laughs> and they're, we wanna be around, I wanna be around somebody that knows their God and, and does exploits, amen? Amen. Now, you say, who is that? Well, you get around like-minded people, people that know how to pray, people that know how to stand on the word and believe the word. Or you can also, and watch what you see. Listen, you don't want to be going, uh, listening to people that may have a good word and, and part of it, but they're judging everybody else of what they're doing. Well, there's a whole group of people out there trying to put down other ministers about, oh, you can't believe in this, uh, you can't believe in that, when the Bible says you are to believe in that. Amen? So be careful what you hear. Hmm. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken away from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened, they continued and talked and that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up and a whirlwind into heaven. Then Elisha said and saw it and cried out. You know what? Even though he knew he was going to be taken away, he still cried. We, we do that with loved ones, don't we? We know there, maybe their time has come and, and it's over. But he said, he cried and he said, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood back by the, the, the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water, it was divided and, and it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. In other words, he was in the place where he needed to be. What if he had, what would he have done? What would have happened if Elijah had said, Don't just stay here, just stay here, I pray. And Elisha had said, okay, I'll hang out here. I won't be where you're going to be. And I'll not see what you saw or see you go up at the time of, of your home going. He wouldn't have got that anointing. He wouldn't have walked in that anointing. How many of you know we need to be around God, fearing God, full of God people, I should say, full of God people. God that, the God that can do more than abundantly above all we ever ask or think. That's the kind of God we need to be around. And we need to know that. And we need to know him. And we need to continually know him. Draw upon him. What did Paul say in Philippians chapter 3 and, and verse 8? He said, what do you want to know, Paul? You've done all these things, but Paul says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. That was Paul's desire. He, he said, I haven't had enough. Not that I've already obtained, he said in a further reading of that, but I'm still seeking those things which are above. Amen. And then he says, forgetting the things that lie behind. You know, that's a big thing for a lot of people is they, they, tend not to want, they, uh, they tend not to let go of the things that are from behind that has caused them problems. You know, you can, you can get in depression real quick when you begin to think where you missed God or didn't obey God or do what God says. You know, the best thing you can do, Lord, forgive me, forgive me, repent. And he says, when you do, he'll wash those things away and then cleanse you from all unrighteousness, fill you with his spirit, amen? So you do those things. Then over in Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, hey, listen, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Keep seeking God. This is where your place is. You keep seeking God. You don't stop when you got a little information. You don't stop when you've seen a little bit of this or that happening. You know what? Uh, I've heard people say, just a little, give me a little, a little ado, you know, just a little bit. No, you want all he can give you, but you got to keep seeking him because it goes back. If it is to be, it is, it, it must be by me. Amen. Or you and me over in, in John six sixty eight, or six sixty and 68 through 68. Uh, Jesus is talking here and let me get to it. Uh, praise God. Listen, uh, there'll be a classic broadcast next week, by the way. <laughs> I'm, go I'm going to be on a little vacation. And, uh, but my director uh, in in instructed him to play a classic. I don't know what that'll be. <laughs> I've only got 10 minutes today. But you, you, you'll like it, whatever it is, because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Not necessarily by me, but the word. I hope I'm putting out the word enough that you'll get something out of it. But in John 60, uh, 6, 60, uh, there, the, uh, the, he had told him a hard thing. He said, this is, you know, when he did communion, this is, and it was a spiritual thing, but they weren't receiving it at that. You know, my uh, drink of my blood and eat of my body, you're not a part of me. And they said there were many of his disciples that heard this, and this was a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then, if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak are to you are spirit and they are life. goes on to say, But though there are some of you uh, who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. Then he says in verse 65, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by the Father. From that time, now listen, the point is what I'm going to tell you right here. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Do you know because they got offended, because they didn't understand, <laughs> they left him. And what did they do? They left their place, of, of their wealthy place of blessing. They got offended, left him, and it goes on to say, then, uh, then uh, Jesus said to the 12, do you want to go away? Now listen to what Peter said. Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now I bet any, if you want to know the truth, Peter probably didn't understand it either. I don't know if he was offended. I, I don't think he was offended, but I don't think he fully understand what Jesus was saying at that time. But you know what? He said, we ain't leaving you. We're staying right here where you called us to be. And listen, we know that we go on and they were blessed. If we don't have that attitude, my friends, that, that faithfulness, that commitment, we're going to lose our place. We need to be faithful to the place God has called us to be. Stand and find your place. What is it? Get in and begin to do things for the kingdom. Don't be sitting back in the back in the back of the bus and, and, and say, I, I don't need to do anything. Get up where the action is and get involved. Right here in Living Word Family Church, we got positions of, of things. There's a position of faith and receiving. And, and uh, we won't read the whole thing. I'll just talk to you a little bit about it because we only got a few minutes left tonight. 
In Mark 5, 25 through 29, you know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. You know this story. We've talked about this story time and time again. You've heard it. it but she said, if I only may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She was seeking Jesus. She wasn't going to be turned off by what the things uh, of the world. Uh, nothing could deter her from getting to Jesus. She wasn't supposed to be out on the street but uh, with her condition. That was uh, an abomination, so to speak, uh, because she had an issue of blood. Well, she got out there anyway, and she was not going to let circumstances keep her from getting to Jesus, keep her from her place of blessing, keep her from her place of healing and deliverance. She wasn't going to let the crowd. She pressed through the crowd. How I many of you know you need to press through some things in your life sometimes? Things aren't always easy for any of us, and we have to press through. Most of the time, it's a situation in our mind, a situation in our mind where we need to be free of that. Well, how do we get free of it? We begin to say what God says about us and what he says about our circumstances and what he says he has already done, we can have. And we have to press through sometimes. We have to have an attitude of determination. Determination. Be determined tonight to get in the word of God, to get in the presence of God, get in praise and worship and begin to get away from the negative things of the world. I'm telling you, it doesn't take long of, of, of hooking up with the world's way and the media and all these other things to cause you to get go tilt in your mind because that's where he attacks you and from fear and anxiety. Well, I'm not going to get too much more done here tonight, but we're, I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. Find that place where you're supposed to be. Get involved with what God's doing. Listen, we've heard it many times. We are the body of Christ. You know, the truth of the matter is, I was talking about this this, this morning. Uh, if you took my fingers off, I could still live, but I wouldn't, wouldn't be at my best. Take my arm, hand off, I still I could live, but I wouldn't be at my best. You, you take things from the way, uh, what you have for the body of Christ, you take those away, we don't function at our best. We need everybody doing what God's called them to do and never think little about what he's called you to do. It may be the, the, the smallest things. I remember I may have said this before. Keith Moore said one time, he said one time he went to a church and, and it was a pretty good sized church and, they, and he came out, or a young man came up to him, he says, uh, uh, Brother Moore, Brother Moore, have you been in the bathroom? Well, he didn't know what to think. He said, what, what do you mean I've been in the bathroom? He says, yeah, I was. He says, well, how did it look? He said, well, it looked real good. And uh, the young man says, that's what I do. I clean the bathrooms. Well, he did all he did as unto the Lord, not unto man, because it's the Lord who uh, repays and rewards. Amen? Do all you do. Find your place. Do what you're supposed to do. Get to be a blessing to somebody else. And God will bless you in that wealthy place, in that good place. Amen? Get positioned and you'll get blessed. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you've called us to charge on, not to back up, not to sit down, but stand up and be blessed in that position of, uh, of blessing. And we just thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice will begin to seek your face. Be hungry for the things of God. Hunger and thirst, that's what Jesus said. You shall be filled. And I just thank you for the blessings of God on, on this congregation. May it be well with them. May we go forward and, 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 and bless others as you blessed us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We'll be blessed. We'll see you.
next time. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.